talk about the nerdy stuff we watched with Raymond and Nathan. Hello. I'm here with my <laughs> friend Nathan. Yo, yo. Um, well, I watched the Barbie movie yesterday and you watched it today. Yep. What did you think? I dig it. I think it was funny. Very funny. I, yeah, like, I immediately can't say I was, like, blown away by it, but I was genuinely entertained by it. Like, I think the humor is great. I think the commentary was good. I would say the only things that, like, there were some moments that kind of fell flat for me, I think. And I think it was just moments where they had a hard time balancing some of the commentary and the humor. There are times where they definitely did balance it well. Other times where, like, it didn't, where it didn't seem to balance as well and didn't entertain me as much. But overall, I'm still glad they did. I'm glad the movie exists. And yeah, I walked away legitimately enjoying it. Like, I laughed a lot more than I thought I would going into this. So, uh, I don't have a lot of people to talk about the Barbie movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I grew up watching the, the, like, the direct-to-DVD movies. Oh, yeah, those. The, the Barbie movies. Uh-huh. Like, I, I know that's kind of, like, I, back in the day, I would have, uh, people would have made fun for, uh, at me for watching those, but nowadays it's kind of, like, chill. Yep, yep. And people are not like that anymore. But, um... It's still a very yeah, niche was... thing that I doubt a lot of people actually knew about now. Yeah, I used to watch those growing up alongside Max Steel. Like, I really love Max Steel. Oh, that's a combo. And Barbie. I mean, they were... They were their counterparts. Like, Max Steel was the boy action figure, and, and uh... Yeah, it really uh, was. Barbie was the, the girl uh, doll. Did, did, Mo and... did Max Steel also belong to Mattel? I don't know. I don't remember. Yes. Was... Okay, okay. That's really cool. Yeah, they... Uh, although Max Steel um, kind of lost his popularity, I think it's because video games. Uh... I think it was because of video games. Because girls still played with dolls and toys. Mm-hmm. And marketing started steering. I think Mattel started steering more for girls um, to buy dolls and stuff like that. Because mm. because they would have like massive sets as well for Max Steel. Like Max Steel would have these doll dolls and everything. Yeah. And they tried to bring him back with a reboot. They mm -hmm. rebooted the character. And they had a Cartoon Network show yeah. for a long time. For like I think it was like three or four seasons or something like that and then they had like a couple of directed dvd movies mm -hmm. but i i did not like the the reboot i thought it was okay because there was an original series for max steel max steel had a had a series mm -hmm. and direct to dvd uh stuff and the what they do with the reboot is that they they changed a lot of the things from the original. Instead of the color scheme, the color the the original color scheme for Max Steel was green, mm -hmm. and they they made the color scheme blue. So it's like changing Barbie's color scheme, which is pink, uh, to I don't know chartreuse. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like a complete opposite, like orange. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was weird to me as a person who grew up with the original Max Steel and then had to watch the new Max Steel because I still thought he was cool. Like, I, mm -hmm. I liked the idea that they brought in. It was instead like an alien technology fusing with a teenager. Max Steel was originally a man who was in a particle accelerator thing and got his powers that way. Mm -hmm. Um so anyways, the point is <laughs> I grew up I grew up watching those direct to DVD movies including Barbie. Mm -hmm. Um and You're I, you were a Mattel man. 100%. I was a Mattel, yeah, I was a Mattel man. Uh, I, I grew up watching, um, like, the, the mermaid Barbie, the fairy Barbie, the, uh, Christmas special Barbies, like, the only thing I did not watch was the, the series. They, they came out with a series on Nickelodeon, but I was way too big for that one. Uh, I was a teenager by that time, and I was like, I'm not watching a a Barbie show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch some movies, but I draw the line at a TV show. Exactly. I was like, I can I can take away one hour of my life to watch a DVD movie, <laughs> but I am not going to sit down to watch a, a, a show. Um, <laughs> but this movie was completely out of that canon. 
Like, they did not use any... Oh, yeah, this is completely its own thing. Even someone who yeah. barely knew about those DVD movies, this is, like, a completely different movie altogether. Yes, it's a different canon from all the other Barbie stuff that I've ever watched. And that was kind of the point that I was trying to make. <laughs> that, long, <laughs> that long rant was that this movie is completely different to what Mattel has produced in the past. Uh-huh. That's what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Mattel has really focused always into a, making an actual narrative and storyline for their dolls and their action figures. But this movie is a meta commentary so meta. what a Barbie is. Uh-huh. What is a Barbie? And there's not a lot of logic. It's more like a piece. It's like a piece of metaphor. Mm-hmm. Like, the script is weird because the, 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 the beginning, middle, and end are... Like, I found it weird. Like, it was funny. Mm-hmm. It was a funny mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. But it was also trying to deliver a message. Mm-hmm. And throughout the movie... And it was a really obvious message. Oh, so yeah. My, 100%. My, my, my problem, right? My, my No, no, not my problem. But the question I, I got out of the theater with was, who's this movie for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it felt too adult- to be a kid's movie, but it felt too on the nose to be an adult movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, I appreciate everything they're saying in the movie, but then at the same time, I'm like, wait, but doesn't, like, every adult already know exactly what you're saying? So why is there another movie that's saying this when we already know this? Like, I I could buy it if, like, this was aimed at kids who are still learning this stuff, but yeah, so much of the humor in the movie is so adult, that'd be weird to show this to kids. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, I thought about it and I was like, well, well, there's no swearing in the movie, right? Like, there wasn't like, no actual... No actual swearing, but like, they do get, I'm not even going to say they get full on crass, but I mean, they do make jokes about like, not having private parts and things like that. I mean, the movie yeah. like, literally ends with Barbie going to like, get her vagina inspected, so like... Yeah. Yes. Exactly. That see, that's the thing I was like, this movie feels like they wanted the parents to bring the kids to what it felt like it, like they wanted it to be like a family movie. Mm-hmm. Is it R rated? No, it's not, right? I don't it's like think a PG-13. so. I think PG thirteen. Let me double check. Hold on. Let me yeah. go really quick. It's PG thirteen, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To PG thirteen. So, so I was like, okay, like teens are watching that movie, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the focus wasn't the teen; it was the the mom, and, yes. and that confused me even more. I was like, okay, who's this? Is it for the the moms? Is it for the women that grew up like playing with Barbies? I guess Is it for the yeah, I don't know. It that's the question I had in my mind because I was like. Yeah, like, I dig this message. Like, mm-hmm. I understand where you're coming from. Yep, nothing I'm wrong like, with the message. A, yeah, like, this is a creative way to show the message. But then, my, my problem, right, was... right. Also, like, it had a good message. Mm-hmm. But then, the problem... And the, the movie points it out on its own, right? The mm-hmm. narrator even points it yeah. out. Uh, the Barbie world... And spoiler alert, sorry, guys. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> If you haven't watched the movie. <laughs> but the uh, the Barbie world is the opposite of the real world. Mm-hmm. Because, because they, and they make it, like, super obvious. They go, like, mm-hmm. Ken says it in the, like, it's a line that Ken says. Like, again, the, the movie's too, like, it's like we're, it thinks that we're children, but it, it's being adults at the same time. I'm like, like, why are you making it so obvious? Like, we understand like the difference and we understand what's going on we don't need it to be clarified in the script as well like in the dialogue i mean Mm -hmm. like it's such a weird like they they show it to you and then they tell it to you as well yeah yeah there's no subtlety yeah it's very clear what they're saying right like Mm -hmm. what they're trying to say so he like kansas this is the complete opposite of barbie land like where men are the ones on the top and and women are are basically serving the man, basically. And horses. Uh, and horses. <laughs> and, and horses. Which he at the end of the movie for a joke, he clarifies that when <laughs> when he learned that the horses were not a part of it, he kinda like 
lost interest at that point. Lost interest. But but he still did it, though. Like, I think that was just, like, a throwaway joke. Uh, But, like, the the problem I have, right, is that he says that. Mm -hmm. And and then, like, we have Barbie World, who the women are on top. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, it's it's not, it, it, the narrator says it, it's like, this world is basically a, ma- 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 like a, ma- what's the word? Um, you know, makeshift? Patri- the, the, the opposite of patriarchy is... Oh, matriarchy. Matriarchy. Yeah, so, I know how to say it in Spanish, <laughs> but, uh, like, it's the complete opposite in that way, and they are in the the period of time that we were like thousands of years ago let's say Mm -hmm. two thousand years ago where man was in control of all the jobs and women were basically just there Mm -hmm. and they helped like in the house or they did this and that no but the condition of the kent right is even worse than that. Like, the position of the Ken is that they don't even have any jobs. Mm-hmm. They're just there. And to the point where, like, they're they don't even there. know where the Kens live. Like, there's that one throwaway line. It's like, yeah. where do the Kens go? And they're, and they, all the Barbies are like, I don't know. I never thought about that. So, like, they don't yeah. even have a home, apparently. They don't have houses. They don't have homes. They they just live in the beach. <laughs> and, and, uh... They live their purpose, and it's said in the film, right? The film says it. Mm-hmm. Their purpose is to live for Barbie. Mm-hmm. Their purpose is to love Barbie. That's what they were made for. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, that's like a meta commentary on the fact that Kent, as a doll, does not own any sort of home, vehicles, yep. or anything. No, Barbie is the one with the vehicles. Yep, yep. Barbie is the one with the mansion. Mm-hmm. Barbie is the one with the house. So, so we, and, and, and then it, it, they have a real weird relationship, right? Even in the shows and movies mm-hmm. uh, where Kent is her love interest, but not for Barbie, but Kent's love interest. Like Kent is after Barbie, but Barbie doesn't seem to have like this interest mm-hmm. in Kent, right? Because uh, Barbie's focused on her career. Oh, I believe it's just Ken, not Kent, technically. Yeah. And 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 Ken, like, the, the thing with the movie, right, is that he, Ken goes in and changes the Barbie world to be, for, for the man to be in power. Uh-huh, complete 180. Uh, and he's trying to basically do the same thing that, basically do the, the, the same thing that the Barbies were doing had right like Mm -hmm. they wanted all the power and changed the constitution of the world to favor the kents the kents now have the houses the kents now have the cars and the barbies are servants Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh horrific yep (laughs) yep like in either extreme it's horrific yes 100 percent. exactly that's my point right in the real world and let's be honest right we have sexism Mm-hmm. We have uh, the patriarchy is real. Yep, that happened in history. Like women didn't have any rights, mm-hmm. right? But they had a purpose. Like they had, and there was a progression of that purpose growing incrementally every time, right? It was they had the purpose originally to take care of the home and the children. Mm-hmm. And cook and all that stuff. That's a purpose. That's still a purpose, right? It's not fair, but it's a purpose. Mm-hmm. And then it grew. That purpose grew into uh, it, it, depending on the culture, right? Depending right. on the culture that was in, like women were given more rights, and incrementally through time, uh, women started to stand up for themselves. Started gaining positions of power uh, within different cultures. Uh, and then we continue over and over with the evolution of society and we had a, a different standards and we have Christianity came along mm-hmm. and gave women even more rights. Even, even if people don't like to admit that, that is actually, that's true. Like because there was given equality within the homes. Mm-hmm. 
uh for um for the women and more more rights were given in that period of time and uh then women were treated still treated badly they were they were they, like they had to be like in a certain place they have to obey everything right until finally women's got their rights right mm -hmm. like incrementally started getting more rights more rights until they were able to vote uh, and get the same jobs that men got. And right now, in the point of history we're in, thousands of years later, we are in a space that the narrator said, right? The narrator said we are um, in a space where women have, like, the, the, the monologue that the, 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 the mom character gave What's such a beautiful description of what women have to go through, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a man. I'm a man, so I can't speak for that. But I think that that I've heard that from other women in, in my life, and I've heard that from friends uh, mm -hmm. who tell me that that's their experience, right? Um, and even as a man, we can't resonate in the same ways. I think the beautiful thing about that yeah. speech is that you can still see men or women, you can still see elements of yourself in it because it just boils down to being anxious over the fact that there are so many things that you have to keep in balance, so many tensions that you have to keep in balance in order to like operate in this world. And it gets overwhelming to constantly have to keep it in the balance all the time because the moment you like lean in one way or the other then you're suddenly shunned and seen as a bad person, man or woman. But like, yeah, there are specific things that women have to keep in balances dif differently from men. And so there are different, but there's differences, but also similarities in the fact that it's all these tensions that we have to keep in balance that we get overwhelmed by. Yeah, uh, but as man, we are, we're never going to understand that feeling of what we can, but it's like in a different way, Yes, I think. expressed differently, like... It's like the same anxiety, but like in different yeah. branches. I guess as a of a, not being black, good enough. Sorry. Yeah, like it. We both we both have experienced as a person with neurodiversity, and you as a, as a black man, mm -hmm. we have experienced. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you have experienced racism. I've experienced uh, ableism. Mm -hmm. Like we in and it, it sometimes it's like in the small things, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, that that kind of society throws at us sometimes, mm -hmm. and like for somebody to build an expectation in their heads without even knowing you, yeah, uh, without even knowing who you are, that's always horrible. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like the in in that what she was saying, like even I've I've heard stories of uh, and I've been pressing for man man being like like a woman in a in a position of power, right? And and then the the guy is like, I need a I need a man. Or even a woman. The even I've seen women as well do it. They're like, uh I need the doctor. And I'm like, sir, like I am the doctor. Ma'am, I am a doctor. Mm -hmm. Like, oh you can't but you're a woman. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like you know, I've seen that. That that's kind of it feels ridiculous. Yes. Right? But it's real. Yep. Like and the movie does a good job at showing that without it didn't feel cheesy or out of place. It no. felt yeah, it's pointing out things that are like actually still there. Uh I really it's really funny the guy when when Ken says like I don't think you're doing patriarchy right. <laughs> and then the guy says well, yes, we we know, but we know how to hide it better now. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, um, it still happens. Yep. And but but the problem I have with the message right at the end is that the the Barbies are doing the same thing to the Kens. Mm -hmm. Like, I appreciate, like, there was that th a line, it kind of wound up just being a throwaway line, but I remember, like, President Barbie being like, no, we don't have to go back to the same things they were before, in fact, we don't want to be going back the same way before, implying yeah. that they wanted to, like, make things better for both the Barbies and the Kens. The thing is, I don't think they really did much to show that in the actual ending, because then we just kind of moved on to Barbie herself and her actual end her, her actual happy end ever after, but we didn't really see what happened to Barbie land at the ending. Yeah. And, like, we didn't actually see what a better world would look like for both the Barbies and the Kens. We just saw that they wanted it, but they're, like, the movie doesn't really give an indi indication of what that actually would look like. We we get the hint that... It, it, it's just the problem I have is that it's not acknowledged. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's not acknowledged by the Barbies who are taking down the Kens. 
mm-hmm. right? They they only see their the struggle of a woman mm-hmm. right from the real world. Mm-hmm. And that is fine because that's the point of the movie. Of course. <laughs> like that it's trying to make. But within the Barbie world, within the Barbie land, and this is the problem I have, right? Mm-hmm. That's the opposite. Like the women are in power. Mm-hmm. The women are in positions of authority, right? And they're trying to gain the power back, right? That's the whole point of them coming back, right? But this but it's interesting that Barbie wants to resolve the issue with Kent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she does say sorry, like, and then acknowledges, she does acknowledge that she pushed him away and that she didn't treat him right. Yeah, she took him for granted. And, like, when she, in that she, whole apology yeah. lecture, like, like, when she gets the lecture to him being like, no, you need to figure yourself out, Ken, you can tell, like, in the way she says it, you can tell, like, the look on her face, something's clicking with her as she realizes, oh, no, this is something that I myself need to learn as well. So, like, you can tell, like, mm-hmm. she starts to understand where he's coming from, but, like, yeah, on a collective society level of Barbie land, yeah, not, the rest of the Barbies didn't really acknowledge this. This is more like on a personal level, bar, bar, yeah. stereotype Barbie recognizes how badly she treated Ken and, like, why he did everything he did, and, like, they came to a mutual understanding, but, like, on a collective society level, the movie didn't really go- do a good job of showing the Barbies yeah. as a whole reconciling with the Kens as a whole. Because, because Bar- like, the Ken, one of the Kens goes to the President Barbie and he's like, oh, can I have a place in the, in, in the, what's the, uh, it was the uh, council? Not the council, it was the... Their uh, Supreme Court? I think Supreme Court? The Supreme like Court, that. yes. Like, can I have a place in the Supreme Court? And she says, like, no. Uh, like, so... But she says, like... But we'll give you this instead. We'll give you this instead, which is progress, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, it's progress in in the fact that they're like, yeah, let's bring this into society. And the narrator says, Mm -hmm. right? What the narrator says is, now now Barbie Land is gonna go through the process of our world. It's Mm -hmm. essentially what she says. It's like the the Kens will eventually gain enough power and influence that they'll be like women in our world, pretty much. Like, that's pretty much what she said. Exactly. Exactly. Essentially, men will get their rights and and blah, blah, blah. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. But but the, but that's still messed up, right? Uh-huh. Because it's still ultimately just going back to where it was before, but kind of like that line we read for us earlier, they're just get, the Barbies just learn how to get better at hiding it. That's all it amounts to. Correct. Exactly. Like, they have this prejudice against the Kens. Like, in the same way that in the real world, men have this prejudice against women. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, if the message is, right, the message is, hey, this is happening in our world. What I would have done, right, is mm-hmm. for the woman to be the bigger person, right, and be like, hey, if, like, women are being treated this way in the real world, we shouldn't treat the Kens the same way that men are treating the women in the real world. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I out of place for that? Is that just because I'm a man? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm. I see exactly where you're coming from, and that's pretty much like the same conclusion I had, like at the end of the movie. And I think the main reason why this movie, because I feel like in order for the movie to do that, the movie needs to like give its own answer of like what we need to do in real life in order to actually get to that point. And I think the thing is, the movie's not actually trying to give an answer. It's just more like trying to express what's what what's on everyone's minds and express like what the the reality of the situation is but not really give an answer because it doesn't really know an answer to the reality of the situation it's just more like this is our reality and we're kind of stuck with it just learn how to be a little be- better with each other i guess but as a whole we have no answers for how to actually fix this but we'll show you what it might kind of look like yeah because i feel like at the end of the day this movie this movie on a whole meta level i think it's just kind of its own actual other barbie like like every barbie itself is like not even so much a character it's just more like a pastiche or like a projection of like this idea of like okay this is um 
space cadet Barbie. You can tell she's a space cadet because she has a space helmet and, like, a space suit. But, like, you don't need to go any deeper than that. You don't need to, like, ask her for her degree or anything like that. You just know she's a space cadet because she has that. Or this is cowboy Barbie because you can tell because she has a hat and, like, a cowboy hat and spurs and boots and whatever. Blah, blah, blah. You don't need to think too hard about it. This is, like, we had the bare minimum. You know, you, you know exactly what you're looking at. This is cowboy Barbie. So you don't need to think too deeply about this. And I think that's the same thing with this movie as a whole in the sense that this movie movie is just like movie barbie where it's like this is the goal of this this barbie the goal of this like imagining the movie imagining the script as his own barbie the goal is just to again present this message project this message project this idea onto it and not think too deeply about it or not give too any like deeper answers or um thoughts about it it's just more like okay this is this is the bare bones these are the signals to let you know this is what we're going for this is what we're going to project onto it but we're not going to give it like an in-depth character or any sort of like deeper insights or any sort of answers it's just more like nope this is just how we're going to paint this this is how we're going to dress it this is how we're going to color this barbie and now you know this is the kind of barbie you're working with and that's it you don't get anything more yeah, it, but it wants to be deep, and that's the thing with this movie, right? It wants to be obvious, obvious of the message. It wants to be, but not the message, but the what you said, the presentation. Mm-hmm. It's presenting something. It, it's presenting a problem in society, mm-hmm. but it also wants to be deep with it. Like the like the ending is very weird. Like it's 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 those kind of endings that you have to go and watch a YouTube video, like ending explain, right? It's like, because the ending is is Barbie having a conversation with her creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's trying to be deep. Like, it's trying to be deep. And, and it, again, it kind of just left me with that thought of, like, who's this for? Mm-hmm. Like when when I saw that ending, right? It was like, uh, and don't it, like the the movie made me tre- tear up at that moment. It's like it, it kind of like it was there was something beautiful about it, but I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> and then and then she decides to be a human, mm-hmm. right? And just experience humanity. And the, the 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 creator tells her that that it's not gonna be easy, but she still wants to give it a try. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's like it's like a message of hope for a woman for for women I guess to to keep thriving on I to, guess to not let to not let like society define them or like Barbie itself being like a criticism on on you know like what what the girl said uh, to Barbie like the teenage said to Barbie how. She is the complete opposite of what feminism is trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. That it, it's kind of like a it, it, you have the commentary of the whole board of Mattel being mad distributing mm-hmm. a product for for little girls, which was like in the least creepy weird. way possible. Yeah, in the least creepy way possible. He said, but it was still creepy, you know, <laughs> and weird that there's no woman. Right and and the fact that he he like he gets all defensive about it right, uh, and he's like no like we do like you know what was so beautiful though mm-hmm. that moment that moment where Barbie sits down and looks at the old lady in the bench, mm-hmm. which apparently she... according to what friends told me like it's a cameo from like the actual <laughs> inspiration for Barbie. Oh. Like that was Barbara, or like 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 Ruth, the creator mentioned like she made she like made the doll after her daughter daughter Barbara, and apparently that woman she was looking at in the movie that was Barbara. Oh, that's that's actually beautiful as well. Then that that's so much deeper. Then I, I really love that because she says you're beautiful, and and that kind of made me cry. Kind of it was like really like emotional. Mm-hmm. Like it and- felt like it was this longing that you saw at the beginning of the movie where. Barbie, because basic Barbie, it it's implied in the movie that she is the original, mm-hmm. like she is the oldest. She has lived for so long, and I think like the thoughts of death, right, is that, and that's why she chooses to be a a a, a human at the end, a real human, because she wants to grow old. She wants to experience that. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, at and, the end of the day, I feel like what that moment was was her falling in love with reality. And, like, up until that point, she, like, had her candy-coated reality. She had the Barbie Land reality, which was fine for a time, but, like, 
as she like grew older in a sense like after all this time she started to realize there's more to life than that more that she wanted and she found that satisfaction by going to the real world and seeing reality for what it actually was as this literal beautiful mess and fell in love with that and wanted to be a part of that it's so the movie manages to be optimistic and pessimistic at the same time in such a beautiful way which is Uh, again reality yes uh it manages to show reality our reality right now and Mm -hmm. in such a like fundamental way like it's like it's so strange because again i left the movie thinking like who's this for right because it's and I'm sorry, I've, I've said that many times, but I, you know, I think it's for everyone. The movie's for everyone, essentially, but it, it doesn't seem to be targeted at anyone specifically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I think, I think I'm, we're, I, maybe we're just used to, or I'm just used to a movie being targeted at someone. Mm-hmm. that this movie kind of confused me yeah uh, I, don't, I don't really know either i feel like it's just like yeah i think it just tries to be for everyone but like the way it presents itself it doesn't feel like it's for everyone but like with its ultimate message its ultimate hope ultimate hopeful message it does feel like something that's meant for everyone yeah yeah it was pretty pretty odd uh i was kind of the only one laughing the most at the jokes in my movie theater maybe i'm just going going to like a bad movie theater but every time i go Every time I go to the theater, nobody's reacting that much to anything. Yeah, uh, yeah, my theater was kind of dull, too. I just kind of attributed that to, like, people in New York on Saturday mornings just, like, are just kind of lifeless in general. But maybe, I don't know, maybe some of the audiences are just, like, not reacting very well to this. Maybe something about this movie just doesn't settle well with them. I don't know. Is it too, again, right? Is the, is being, I don't think kids would find this funny, but it's very kid-like. Like, it feels like the Lego movie. It feels like it's speaking to man-children, or woman-children, where it's like, it's, a spe- yes. it's speaking to adults, but it's speaking to adults who either don't want to grow up, or have a, had a hard time growing up, or just are really looking for a chance to, like, be that little kid again, while still acknowledging oh. the fact that they're adults. Yeah, 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 so, so they're doing it for the mom character. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Basically. The mom character is the, essentially, the target audience. Yes. It's like, we're specifically targeting those moms who grew up with Barbies. Yeah. And, uh, I guess guys as well. Like, you know, there's guys that grew up with Barbies too. Yeah, like, uh, we opened <laughs> this conversation just talking about that with the director's DVD movies. Exactly. Because, like, you, yeah, I feel like, does Barbie actually exist for this generation? Like, are there, I'm sure there's still Barbie toys, no. but I feel like it's not quite as relevant as it was back in, like, the 90s and early 2000s. I think, essentially, that's why they did not make it the teen movie. Like, that's why it wasn't about the teen. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they said, like, like the girl table was, I didn't, I don't like Barbie, I don't like Barbie, I think Barbie's stupid, I actually like Barbie. Like, there was this, like, mix, like, the, the majority said Barbie sucks. Uh-huh. Well, there was still the one girl who liked Barbie. So, girl, little girls still play with Barbies. Mm-hmm. Barbie's still out there, but it's not as, uh, as big as it was before. Right. Like, this movie was for the kids who grow up before the internet. Mm-hmm. And I think this also at the same time tries to be accessible for like the daughters that these these mothers will obviously bring in to watch this yes. movie. And so like that's why they include the teenage daughter in this movie as well, along with the mother. But like yeah, I think exactly. ulti- like I think ultimately the main target was like those mothers, but also trying to like paint this story in a way to be like, okay, this this is how this can also apply to your kids as well. Like this is our crazy messed up reality that you mothers have already grown up in or still trying to like trying to like figure out but like let's also give hope to your next generation to your daughters being and like give them a chance to learn from this as well it's like learn like like there's that good line from um i think ruth said something along the lines of we like mothers stand still so that our daughters can can like move ahead and look forward and like when they look back they see how far like they've come along it's like this is definitely meant to be like an intergenerational movie but like it starts with a generation of like the mother's from our generation, the mothers that grew up with the Barbies. Yes. Uh, I was so confused when she went into the room of Mattel and she saw the old lady. Like, did you know who she was? I mean, I theorized, like, by the time, like, since considering, like, they spent so much time on her, like, and gave her, like, all these, like, 
pithy like um one-liners as she like introduced herself to barbie and talked but like i had no idea until like the very i didn't know for sure until like the very end when they actually confirmed it but she seemed important yeah but like yeah the yeah. fact that they had but like i i find it amusing that they kind of like explained it with throwaway throwaway line from will Ferrell being like oh yeah there's a ghost that lives on the 14th floor like we give her an office and everything blah 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 and you're like what okay so they're a ghost now yeah. <laughs> exactly the the movie is very uh, of course you're talking about barbie me. yeah but and like the and like the movie even, and like the narrator even says at the beginning of the movie something along the lines of don't think too hard about it so like like exactly. all logic is thrown out the window for this movie and will Farrow also says the same thing he says mm-hmm. don't think too hard about it when when the guys ask her like how is this like working how are we <laughs> teleporting it's like don't think too hard about it like because because they aren't just really just running with with like freaking like uh rollerblades through a beat so it's like <laughs> So does anyone have the power to go to Barbieland if they are rollerblading? And I love it, like when that one employee tries to ask, to like, so is Barbie Land like another dimension, or is it, like our collective consciousness? And then Wolfman was like, "Yes, no, like don't think too hard about it. Just think of it like a si- small city in the Switzerland." And you're just like, "Wait, what? How's that explain anything, yeah. Will Ferrell?" <laughs> exactly. That was really funny too. I was like, "Okay, it." The design of Mattel is so creative. Mm. Did you notice the design of the real world was very, also very doll-like? It felt like it was still toys. Mm-hmm. Like when you went to Mattel, they have these cubicles mm-hmm. that were p- p- perfectly mashed. And when they called the police, the FBI, the cubicles were the same in the FBI building as well. Yep, and yep. they were matching. Yeah, I love that and, shot. That was fun. And then the office with all the the Mattel like uh, man who run Mattel, where uh, which is impossible right now. I I refuse to believe that that's real at the moment. <laughs> like I think there has to be at least one woman in that room, <laughs> which is. Which is still bad, but, like, they can't be, like, a bunch of man. Come on. <laughs> Come on. We're not- I know- I know what they were trying to say with that, because that still happens in writing rooms. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and stuff like that, but I- I refuse to believe that a- a- toys made- toys for girls are still made by a bunch of men. I need to look that up, and if I <laughs> if I'm wrong, I'm gonna be really sad about how society's going. I will say kudos to for Mattel for like letting the writers of this movie like lampoon them so much. Like I would not yeah. I I would not expect that like a big corporation to like have a movie like pay all these people to make a movie and then like have them spend like a third of the movie making fun of you for making this movie. Ex- exactly, and then uh, oh my gosh, I love the commercials. Mm. The commercials were so good <laughs> by now depressed barbie <laughs> anxiety sold separately yes oh my gosh midlight crisis barbie <laughs> oh man that was really funny mm-hmm. uh wow good movie uh, uh, what are you giving what, what are you giving us uh i'm not sure I guess, you know, gut reaction, I'm going to say 7 out of 10. Yeah, I think it's a 6 out of 10 for me. Cool, cool. It, uh, I understood the jokes, I laughed at the jokes, but they didn't really make me laugh, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I knew I had to laugh at the joke, which, like, I, I have this reaction, you know, uh, as a neurodivergent person of being like, I know when a joke is said, uh-huh. and I'm like, Okay, laugh at joke now. Yep, yep, I completely uh, understand that one hundred percent. And but when something actually makes me laugh, like I don't need to think about it; it just happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so throughout this movie, I was like, I thought about it before laughing. Like mm-hmm. I was like, "Is this funny? Yes, it is. Laugh." Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so it didn't really get that out of me. Like, it didn't get the, com- like, the funnies out of me, which is something that comedies are struggling to do nowadays, mm. it, for me. I don't know if you have, if you have had the same issue, um, where comedies nowadays just don't feel as funny. Like, feel like television comedies have made me laugh more than mo- comedy movies. 
Hmm. Uh, where, for example, Ted Lasso, it's a good example uh-huh. of that, which I was actually mentioning to you, Ted Lasso, earlier. Right. But but Ted Lasso is a show where it's the, the comedy feels circumstantial and real. So it, it's things that you would laugh at in real life. And it got those reactions out of me. And it was the, the best ones were the the cry laugh mm. as well. Because that movie makes you cry. And mm-hmm. then it makes a joke that makes you laugh. The only, I think the only thing <clears throat> that caught me out, uh, caught me by surprise that actually made me laugh was the ending. Where she mm. was like, are you ready, Barbie? And she was like, all serious. And I thought she was going to get a job. And it, it was just mm-hmm. to go to the doctor. <laughs> That yep. was fun. That was actually like funny, like because it was like like a little bit of a like a twist, like it twisted your mind. What what is what's that called? Like it was a it was a good um little uh subversion of my expectations. Uh huh. I think that kind of is the thing that makes me laugh the most. Is mm-hmm. when you subvert my expectations. Oh, one hundred percent, classic humor. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't see that a lot in films nowadays. So it's like. That's why I give it a 6 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end um, of the day, I think the movie is entertaining, but I think for better or worse, it does come across as a bit plastic. And, like, for me, in my yeah. experience, I definitely did have moments, like, where I laughed and, and legitimately enjoyed myself. Like, I do remember laughing a fair amount. But I think when it came to the emotional beats, nothing really got to me. And, like, I kind of relate to you where it's like, oh, where, like, it doesn't click for me right away, so I have to stop and think, oh, wait, is this the emotional part? Am I supposed to be feeling emotions right now? Like, I didn't really get that. And so, like, even during that scene, that final scene where, like, she's talking to her creator, I appreciate that's a beautiful scene. I respected that. Like, I respect their yeah. intentions. I appreciate that they did. I'm glad they did. But for whatever reason, it just didn't really hit home with me. And, like, I'm yeah. particularly disappointed by it because, like, I'm really yes. a sucker for those kind of scenes. Like, I love scenes where creation gets to meet their creator. I, like, I'm thinking back to, like, like one of my favorite moments from, like, the 90s Spider-Man cartoon tune is when spider-man actually got lucky enough to like meet stan lee and so like i'm loving yeah. like and like as a christian i love those moments because it's like the equivalent of like yeah. me talking to god i love those moments and so mm-hmm. those are some of my favorite like tropes to see and so like i always i get disappointed when like i see them not done as well so like this is an example of one of those moments where like it wasn't done horribly but still wasn't done in a way to like really get my like really get me in the feels but like i like or like even talking about like trends and tv recently i feel like tv hasn't done a great job of like trying to do this trope super well because like another example i can think of where i thought was a legitimately bad example would be like uh the ending of she hulk where like she had her talk with her creator and like that was not great at all but that's just me that's just me on digressing no but you're right that uh, that she hulk show was such a disappointment Mm. and it was also a piece that was trying to say something about feminism and about how our world works i Mm. think that the barbie movie works better yes for that message yes uh i think mostly just boils down to like the writing of the barbie movie being at least a couple notches better than she hulk and i think i think this is what boils down to like i i haven't watched the video yet but like there's a a video on my like watch later playlist that basically just boils down to like we don't hate feminist characters like we have nothing against women we just have a problem with like badly written woman characters and like they're like screenshots of like bad examples like she hulk and like other bad feminist movies that like did not do a great example of it but then there are other great examples of other feminist type movies of uh movie of like that were actually written very well and that people love yeah that's why I really like the fact that this movie didn't want to villain like it was Yeah, it, it didn't, didn't villainize feel, anyone. Yeah, it didn't villainize man. Like I didn't feel like this movie's attacking me, you know? Like mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. It, it was not Andrew like I I felt this movie is completely feminist. Like this movie is feminism uh here like well written, I I think. Yes, right? 100%. Like where where it's not like the angel, like Charlie's Angels yeah. or the modern I don't know if you saw the like the latest Charlie's Angels I didn't watch where, it but like I heard the response and like yeah man it was every single man in that movie was evil yep. like literally all the men and Charlie wasn't even a man it was a woman uh mm-hmm. it was like it was so it was the weirdest movie I've ever watched Yep, because Charlie's Angels was such a. I think it was like a like man and woman. You used to watch that because uh, it was like it was empowering for women and it was cool for man because it yep. was like like man really liked seeing woman 
that have power like it's like and have cool abilities and stuff mm-hmm. like that it's just um yeah despite what it, some people may think yeah. guys like watching f- powerful female protagonists and like i think yeah. the problem is like with some people writing these stories the b- bad writing comes from seeing a lack of nuance in reality and so like the pr- exactly. the, the kudos that i get to this barbie movie is that it does its best to like acknowledge the nuances in reality and so it doesn't vil- yeah. villainize women it doesn't villainize men but like the bad feminist exactly. stories that we've seen before are movies that try too hard to over glorify women or try too hard to villainize men so like again like you see that in she hulk or you see that in uh, captain marvel where like these movies try too hard about like trying too hard to like make one side look better than the other as opposed to like seeing the good and bad in both sides acknowledge the messy reality and still seeing hope in that messy reality the only good thing about the She-Hulk that I appreciate and I think that it would have been so much better if we saw more subtle hints at this was that, and I this is how I defend She-Hulk in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's meant to be a bad show hmm. because she's meant to break out of the show because she, she in that scene... Where she breaks the fourth wall completely in a way we have never seen before. Mm-hmm. This is, in, in my mind, I think this is the first time we have seen this outside of the comics. Because the comics break the fourth wall in, like, incredible ways. Of course. And this is the first time that we've seen that in a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Like, Deadpool doesn't compare to the levels of breaking the fourth wall that She-Hulk did. Which was literally coming out of the show. Into Disney Plus. Literally. Into Disney Plus. Which was an amazing way of utilizing streaming in a way that I've never seen before. Except for Netflix's, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, it begins with a B. It, it was a Black Mirror. It was a Black uh. Mirror movie. Boj- <laughs> Bojangles. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, was- oh, now I'm drawing a blank. Was it like a horror kind of movie? Yes, yes. It was like a choose your own adventure Black right. Mirror episode. Uh, bo, uh, bo, bo, not Bojangles. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bob, Baba, no, Bob, Baba, Baba Duke, Baba, Baba. Shoot, I forget now. <laughs> yeah, it was it started with a B. Uh, it's pretty. Let me see if I can find it. Um, movie. Interactive yeah. Black Mirror episode. Black Mirror. Bandersnatch is a 20- Bandersnatch. Oh, there we go. Bandersnatch did a, an amazing fourth wall break where they referenced the fact that they were a Netflix show and that you were playing an interactive game with that with that film. Mm-hmm. Like that was like a level of breaking the fourth wall that I've never seen before, and now it's done here in the MCU in the Marvel universe. With oh, yeah. She-Hulk bursting out. Yes, that was that definitely was clever. A... I will definitely give them points for that, and they definitely raised and they definitely raised the bar for Deadpool and Deadpool three. And so I'm hoping yes. I'm hoping Deadpool three raises it even further. But we'll oh, see. Did I don't know as I don't know if you saw the the set the, the pictures, set pictures, but there was a 24th Century Fox logo in the back. They are definitely racing. Oh, that's amazing. The, uh, there was a, like, they were fighting, Wolverine and Deadpool were fighting in front of the 24th century logo broke up, broken apart. Oh, so, that's amazing. Uh, it is gonna do it. It is gonna, like, surpass She-Hulk levels of, uh, fourth wall breaking. Oh, yeah. I, but but I think, and it, it would have, it would have helped if the show would have hinted at it even more. Yes. Right? It would have helped if the character would have questioned, hey, this is bad writing. Like, mm-hmm. at some of the things that happen in the show. Because she points it out at the last episode. And I think that's that's a problem with a lot of the Disney Disney Plus shows right now. Is that they have terrible... The, there's the synergy. It's like, first two episodes, three episodes are good. And then the l- later half of the episodes are just falling apart. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. The, and she-Hulk does the opposite. The entire show is trash. And then you have this final episode where she goes, hold on, this makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Like, is this what the show has been building up to? Like, this makes no sense. Are you serious? Like, and for the first time in the script, she's questioning the terrible writing of it. And I think that it would have been less shocking to fans. And it would have been... Because I think that's the point. Like, defending that show, I think that the point of the show was that it was bad. And that's why, like, she goes out of the show, and she questions, she goes question Kevin. Kevin, who we learn is, 
a AI. Uh -huh. And it, he responds that all the 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 latest movies and and shows have been made by by an AI, and that's why they suck. Mm -hmm. Uh and which it's really funny. I think I thought personally. That it was a funny and, and, and kind of dumb explanation of why movies are not as good now. And I think they were poking fun at themselves. Mm -hmm. But like you said, I wanted her to meet actually Kevin Feige. Like I wanted her to go up to Kevin Feige and have him be a main character in the MCU itself. Right? Because it doesn't stick the landing. And that's the mm -hmm. problem. Because... If the show was meant to be bad, um, and she was meant to confront the creator, it just it let us down even more because it was confirming, right? It was saying, it was making fun of the fact that it's bad, right? And I, I just don't think that that's, uh, I don't think it's constructive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> uh, but yeah, the I, I think the show was meant to be bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that ending to happen, and yeah, that would have been a great idea. And like, it just it just thinks that the writing was so bad that it even leaned into being bad. It's like you could have been ironically yeah. bad, but you were unironically bad, and like you could ha you could have had an easy out to save yourself from that, and you didn't even take that easy out. So now we're just like left with this, and we're expected to take it seriously, even with the end there. It's like. Okay, sure. Yeah. Like, she got her quote-unquote perfect ending just by demanding it and, like, not even getting any sort of real catharsis out of it. And we're just exactly. expected to roll with it. It's like, okay, sure. Like, I feel like maybe that show... I know we keep saying this, like, after years and years of streaming and, like, seeing all these shows with bad endings. But, like, I feel like this show would have benefited if it was actually shorter. Like, I know it was only, like, six episodes. Yes. But, like, maybe if it, had, if it was just three episodes, it would have stuck yeah. the landing a little bit better. But, like, I know there was it a time... Been better. Like, I know there was a time we were complaining about, like, dead... Uh, daredevil season two being too long and that like had like what 12 episodes or something and so we keep asking for less and less episodes and that's what they're eventually giving us but even with these less episodes we're still getting horrible endings yeah i don't know it's the it's the way they're editing the shows mm. it's weird it's the ways they're editing the shows um because they take out stuff i don't think that's necessary like i don't understand why they're removing things uh they they have uh, the thing is i understand kevin swaggy's frustrations with curating like a bunch of different movies and shows because that that job must be incredibly hard oh yeah like don't get me wrong but i think they need to let their creators be creative, um, be creative and stick to it. Of course, like stick, stick to the timeline. Like it has to make sense with this movie and this movie that comes out and this other movie that comes out. Mm -hmm. And it, that must be super frustrating. Right. Actually, like now that I think about it, right? Like if yep. you're putting oh, yourself yeah. in the, in the foots of Kevin Feige, you have to be in charge of a whole timeline of events that have to keep on happening and going, and it, it has to connect with this one and this one and this one. And yeah, with Marvel's success, like for better or worse, they've really put themselves in a corner. And like again, like we just said, yeah. like they pointed out with like being tongue in cheek and She Hulk, like they're aware now, like they kind of like had too much stuff going on at once, and like they kind of paid for it, which is exactly why I think you're not seeing as much Marvel stuff coming up soon because like they're trying to pull back and trying to like focus more on quality over quantity because they've just like put themselves in a corner where they not only had to make a bunch of stuff at once but also had to make sure all that fits together properly and that's hard to do in short timelines so like it takes a lot of time and intentionality to process all of that and they just were not given that kind of time and intentionality these past couple of years ever since endgame ended so like hopefully now they'll be able to readjust properly and course correct but yeah that's the problem they've been having yeah it, it's really i think it's really interesting uh mm -hmm. and I, I don't know i just hope that they're able to get to like really get themselves together because it just i think we are starting to experiencing the the wear out you know so like oh yeah out. people are definitely um, getting fatigued and i think it's not and i think yeah. it's not even so much 
fatigue from too much content. It's just fatigue from too much not too much content not executed well. So like people want exactly. good things, and like when they have another movie that's like end game levels of good, they will get re-energized and reinvigorated. You just get fatigued when you just keep getting, seeing things that don't really excite you the same way and rather just drain your energy rather than reinvigorate you. Yeah, Phase 4 has not been very good, mm-hmm. I think. We have introduced good characters, mm-hmm. not good stories. Yes. Again, Even, again, it's yeah. just them trying to do too much too fast. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, like, like if, you can get, if you can argue that phase, this new phase is, like, them starting over from the beginning, comparing back to, like, phase one. Like, in phase one, and, like, the first handful of phases in the original, in the original run, like, they barely had any movies coming out because, like, they were still trying to figure themselves out. They still wanted to focus on, like, a good story more than anything else. They weren't trying too hard to piece everything together. And so, but then, like, you compare this latest phase at the wake of Endgame compared to, like, the original phase, and, like, there's, like, at least twice as many movies and stuff going on in the span of a couple years where it took, like, I don't know, four years or something between like cat between like iron man and like the next marvel movie it's like yeah they're they're doing too way too much all at once yeah instead of shows i think they should have just made kind of like the equivalent to straight to dvds movies Mm-hmm. Like because a show, like the 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 reason for you to have a show is to develop the characters. Mm-hmm. But if you're just gonna make those shows feel like movies, then just make it a movie. Mm-hmm. Because I did not learn anything about She Hulk. <laughs> I mm-hmm. didn't learn that much about Moon Knight. I like I didn't mm-hmm. learn that much about. Uh, well, I I, I think. Miss Marvel did a good job because I did learn a lot about Miss Marvel. Like, so I haven't think seen that's that one yet. Yeah, so I need to watch that. Uh, that actually, if you th- if you want something good from 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 Phase Four, I think that show is the only thing. Good to know. That's good, but they again they do kind of fall a bit flat in the second half. Mm. Not it's not bad. It's still good, but. Again, it kind of loses that energy. It has like a like a loss of energy. It's like they, it's like when they start recording, they know what they want to do, they know where they want to go, and then then they don't know anymore. <laughs> and like, I lost it. Yeah, that's how it feels, and that's why I think it should just be like straight to be DVD movies. Like I think like that's what it should be. Like just like short movies. Like, one-hour movie, like, specials, you know? Yeah. Like, that, like, uh, Werewolf by Night special that was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it was it was not a, a TV show. It's just, like, presenting new characters in, a, in an interesting story. Bam, there you go. Don't like, overstay your welcome. Just get straight to it. Yeah. Don't try to do those, too much at once. Yeah. If you have those little introductions for those characters... Then you can present them in the movies. There you go. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, and then I there's a frustrating that. And then there's a frustrating thing that happens where sometimes the movies kind of undo or just recycle like what you see in the TV show. Where like one yeah. of my problems with like Doctor Strange two was like with Wanda's story arc, whereas her story arc is pretty much just a rehash of what you saw in WandaVision, where it's, like, yeah. just, just like, worse, really. Because, like, she learned the same... She learned the same thing she did in WandaVision and had the same exact ultimate fate of, like, okay, I'm learning that my powers are causing, de- causing trouble for people because I'm having a hard time accepting reality. Let me give this all up in order to, like, and do this noble sacrifice in order to, like, finally get set things straight. Like, see, so that's the same thing in both movies, but WandaVision did it in a more compelling way. Well, yeah, but in Doctor Strange, she was, she was basically, um, corrupted by the book. Like, Which was, was, like, barely even, like, mentioned or emphasized, like, in the writing at it all. It was like, like, I would acknowledge that, like, I'd be totally fine with that if they made a bigger job of, like, pointing out that it was a book. But they barely pointed out that it was a book, so it, pl- it implies to me that it's more just Wanda having a hard time accepting reality, which again we already yeah. saw in WandaVision. So if you wanted to but make that, it make yeah. it the book, I wish you would have emphasized the book more, because then you just yeah, undo what you didn't. Because then you're just undoing what you did in WandaVision. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, uh, you're right, exactly, and I think that's uh, some of the problems with the MacGuffins. Uh, sometimes that they're not explaining; they're just like hoping that you look it up on YouTube and mm-hmm. like YouTube people explain explain to you how important or how corrupt or like theories and stuff like that because like it's the book the the book corrupts you and we can Mm -hmm, see mm -hmm. it with the 
with the Doctor Strange that destroyed his own reality. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And if you watch What If, you know that he basically essentially got corrupted as well Mm -hmm. using that book. So, like, I don't know. I think they should have, like, really hammered down that when you, like, that that was the thing. That she wasn't in control of herself. She wasn't Wanda anymore. Uh, but, yeah, I but, think... But then they, like, burn the book by the end of the first act, and then it's just like, oh, well, I guess it's just Wanda left now. All right. Like, maybe yeah. if they kept the book around longer, it would have helped with that. Exactly. It, it, it was just strange, because, as you said... <laughs> Doctor <it> Strange. Feels... <laughs> it, it felt like, you know, like, what what are you guys... Like, what are you doing? Like, why... <laughs> Why is Wanda like this when we watched her have like a whole arc? It felt it felt like WandaVision was pointless then. Yep. Uh, it felt like they just really wanted to have another crossover movie between superheroes, but this time had the superheroes fight. Like, they wanted to do Civil War all over again, because crossover stuff makes money. And, like, again, it's just, like, Marvel trying to do too much at once in order to entertain people. But because of that, they wind up losing the quality in the process. Yeah, that is true. Because I was legitimately looking forward to Doctor Strange 2, because Doctor Strange 1 is, like, one of my favorite Marvel movies. Like, it, like I legitimately liked it, but, like, nothing what I liked about the first one you really saw in the second one. Heck, even Doctor Strange himself, I feel like, kind of rehashed a story arc in the, from the first movie in the second movie, where, like, he didn't really change all that much, and I felt like he should have changed more. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, I think that's... That's all for for today in our little uh nerd nerd conversation. There'll be plenty uh, more to come in the future. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much for listening.